Today on this morning walk, we're going to be talking about the importance of community as we walk through grief and everything else in between. Libby and I will be speaking with a fellow walk star. She's a friend of mine. Her name is Caitlin. And her walking practice started very closely to my own. I think we're about a month apart. And it's really impacted how she sees herself, her healing, and her life. We're so happy that we get to speak to our fellow walk stars. And we cannot wait for you to hear Caitlin's episode. So stay tuned. Blind Nil Audio. I'm Alex L. I'm Libby Delena. Welcome to this Morning Walk podcast. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Hey, Libby. Happy February. How are you? I'm well. I um, This is birthday month for me, so I, you know, like to celebrate all all the time whenever I can in February. (laughs) Um, But we're about to have a really beautiful conversation with one of our community walk stars, which uh, I find very inspiring. Yeah, Caitlin um, is awesome. I'm excited for everyone to hear this episode. Um, We talk about holding grief, holding ourselves, what that looks like in this season of life. And it was really um, inspiring to hear how vulnerable and open Caitlin was with us about, you know, the tender parts of not only her walks, but her life. I agree. I felt um, as if the way she was able to articulate this uh, season uh, for her really helped me also see how impactful this walking practice can be and gave me a new vision for what walking walking can do and i'm i'm just so grateful she was willing to share her story with us i think it's i think our listeners will really learn a lot and undoubtedly potentially see a lot of themselves in in this conversation that was really really beautiful yeah so without further ado everybody please enjoy Caitlin's episode on walking through grief Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us today Mm -hmm. and being a part of our community of walk stars. It's really awesome to see you and sit down and and chat about your walking experience over the past what? I think you and I are close in walking anniversaries, like two and a half years or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for having me. I started in October, October 18th in 2021 was my first walk. Mm. So, I love that you remember the exact date. It was about a month after. Uh-huh. I remember the exact date. I have stopped counting days, but I do remember that exact date. It stuck. Tell us about it. What? Yeah, what prompted you to get started? So at that time, the desire to start walking was really born out of a really basic desire. I wanted to get out of the house more. I had been feeling cooped up because of the pandemic, and I had seen you, Alex, posting about walking. And I was like, I really want to do that. I want to get out of the house. I saw the pretty pictures and all this stuff. I was like, I just want to get out of the house and start appreciating nature more. Um, I quickly realized that it became much more than just, 
I'm going on a walk. Um, it, it very quickly metamorphosized into more of a spiritual practice for me, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, it really, it met me in a season of my life where I was about to enter a very challenging period. And I wasn't, I wasn't aware of that at the time, but it really met me in this season of life where I really can't imagine how I would have navigated those experiences had I not had the practice of walking every day. I mean, it was a season where it really just brought me to my knees in so many ways. I mean, it was Mm. very life changing. And so I'm just so grateful that I found the practice in the community because had I not, I don't think I would have had the the ability to see bigger picture and beyond mm. what was just happening right in front of me in my life at the time, um, which I can go into more. But yeah, I mean, I think I feel like I'm just now kind of coming out of that season of just really challenging experiences. So and it's been amazing to see the walks grow with me. I mean, from what it started to where it is now has just mm. been mind blowing to me. So I definitely want to talk about peeling back the layers of your healing through walking, Mm -hmm. your connection to spirit while walking, but also you and I went on a walk together. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And we we got, (laughs) we were at dinner in Arizona in the middle of of nowhere. And we were like, it's fine. We walked to the restaurant. So we're we're doing Mm -hmm. a side note really quickly because this is a hilarious story. (laughs) We're like, we're going to walk to the restaurant. It was fine. It was beautiful. It was daylight. We had a nice dinner. And on the way mm-hmm. back, it was pitch black. Like, we, it was pitch, pitch Desert black. black. <laughs> <laughs> you seeing the stars real clear on that walk. Real clear, right? Okay. So we're like, oh, no problem. We'll call an Uber. We call an Uber. And he canceled, right? Because we were going like half a mile away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He canceled. And then there was no more Ubers in sight. So then me and Caitlin <laughs> had to walk in the dead of night back to Savannah. Mm-hmm. There was rustling in the bushes. I told her, I said, girl, if I take off running, you better come <laughs> on. <laughs> She's like, I do scary. not want to get attacked by a coyote today. No. That's just not happening. <laughs> but not I'm bringing retreat. that. Not at this retreat, right? Like we had snuck off to have this nice dinner. And <laughs> I'm bringing this up because I was shown in that moment. And you and I had not, we did not know each other personally Mm-mm. yet. So we are, I was like, anything could happen out here. And I don't know her last name. I don't know how to reach her mama. Like anything can happen out here. But it taught me in that moment the importance of community and trust. Like we were going Mm -hmm. to make it back and figure it out. And that was probably my favorite walk with someone else. Getting lost. We weren't lost, Mm -hmm. but feeling disoriented in the pitch black of the desert hoping not to get attacked, hoping not to get hit by a car. Like we were, our lives were on the line. Like if we want to think about it, but we carried each other through that. And when we saw the lights of Savannah, I think both of us just exhaled. Mm -hmm. 
And so I want to talk about all those things. I want to talk about getting lost with you on our walk in the dark. (laughs) I want to talk about how spirit has shown up in your walking practice over the past two years and some change. And I also want to talk to you about like what you've learned about your healing in this Mm. process of walking. Mm. And Caitlin, I also want to say to you, I'm sorry you went through that challenging time and I'm really... I'm really happy you mm. had this practice as a as a companion through that the, that time. I'm I'm just sorry you went through that challenge. Glad you had your walking practice. Mm. I appreciate that. I am too. I well, I, so October 2021. I guess I'll start there. Started my practice, brand new. I was walking during my favorite season. I was like, ooh, this practice is for me. I love this. Mm-hmm. Then, as the universe does, there was this impasse that I came to of like, life is really challenging right now. Do I, can I stick by my commitment? Can I stick to the promise of I'm doing this for myself? Regardless of what's going on around me, can I stick to this for myself? That following February began the eventual uncoupling of me and my previous partner who'd been together for almost five years at the time. And that was a very profound separation of energy because it was a very beautiful relationship, but it just, it had served its purpose and the time was up. And so I really got a big lesson in letting go in that time. And it was very, looking back on it now, very appropriate because it was mirroring the seasons almost. Like I started my walking kind of at the beginning of not, I don't want to say the downhill part of the relationship, but the separation. And then that happened in the winter. Mm. And then in that spring, it was just very discombobulating because I was, I was single again. I was figuring it out. I was, I took that whole year to kind of just grieve. And when the start of 2023 happened, I was like, my word of the year is joy. Like, I'm going to claim this for myself. And I remember seeing this video and I'll tie in how this like applies to my walks, but it was a video of Morgan Freeman, I believe. And he said, when you pray to God for strength, God doesn't give you strength. He gives you opportunities to be strong. And then he kind of led into this whole other diatribe. And I remember that stuck with me. And then I carried about my year, um, March of last year. So that was January. In March, my grandmother passed away. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, okay, this is the exact opposite of the word that I chose for this year. I mean, I remember being kind of angry. I was like, for real. I was like, I'm trying to manifest joy after a really hard year in 2022. And all this time I was walking, right. And, uh, getting outside and doing it no matter what. And I was like, I felt like I was just trudging through it at that point. My walks were not something I was enjoying. Like I was just in the season where I was like, this just, I'm done. And my grandmother passed in March. I had to put my dog down in uh, September. And then just this December, I lost another family member. And as I was sitting at the precipice of 2024, I was really impacted by how I realized that the universe was giving me this opportunity to choose to be joyful 
in moments where I was expecting it to be handed to me. I mean, the loss of my grandmother was a monumental loss and I don't see it as, you know, discrediting my feelings. I don't see it as that because I am still honoring my grief. But what I realize is this profound opportunity I have to choose to be joyous and to ride this undercurrent of joy, even in the deepest moments of my grief. And so my walk has been lately about walking through seasons of grief and learning how to rebuild from that point. It, it, my walks have been my only constant through this time. And that's been a beautiful reminder of kind of like what you were saying, Alex, of trusting. I mean, I felt, I have felt so disoriented, so lost, so everything. And just trusting the walk figuratively and literally of, I'm just going to keep putting my feet forward and keep going because what else is there to do? I mean, there were definitely moments where I was like, my walk is going to be a very intentional walk from the parking lot to the store today, because that's all I have in me. And then other days it was, you know, it was more than that. So I just, yeah, just leaning into the walk for me has been huge because there's been so many moments where, you know, not every walk is, you know, the a walk on like a perfect autumn day, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just like, I've got nothing, <laughs> but I still get out there and I go on a walk. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it takes a lot of practice to learn how to do this whole life thing. And my mm-hmm. walks have been just this promise of, it's okay to fall down and get back up and keep moving forward with your practice. So... Mm-hmm. Hey, walk stars, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Torre. Every week on my podcast, Torre Show, I interview amazing people like Andre 3000, Jada Pinkett Smith, Brisha Webb, Charles Blow, and all sorts of people about what fueled their rise to success and the ways in which being black shows up in their work. If you want some inspiration to help achieve your dreams, listen to Torrey's show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, walk stars. I want to turn you on to one of my favorite podcasts in the entire world. It's the 10% Happier Podcast, and it has one guiding philosophy. Happiness is a skill you can learn, and I truly believe this. So why not master it? Hosted by Dan Harris, a journalist who had a panic attack on national television and then set out on a journey of transformation. He's now on a quest to help others achieve peace and happiness. Every week, Dan talks to top scientists, meditation teachers, and even the odd celebrity in wide-ranging conversations that explore topics like productivity, anxiety, enlightenment, psychedelics, and relationships. The interviews cover everyone from Brene Brown to Alexander Draymond to Sam Harris. So, walk stars, as you know, this podcast is much more than just about walking. It's the same for 10% Happier. Think of listening to 10% Happier as a workout for your mind. Find 10% Happier wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Welcome back to this Morning Walk podcast. Caitlin, is there, um, 2023 sounds super significant and, um, is there a way to articulate what happens in some of those walks for you? I know you said that it was, uh, you know, uh, a healing time, a spiritual time. I have to say that as you were talking, I was reflecting on some walks that I've taken that, that feel very much like what you were describing. And, and, um, I think one thing that's really interesting about having these walks is they aren't separate from us. They are us, right? So it becomes this incredible, it's almost like an act of generosity for ourselves. I don't, I don't know how other to say it, except to say that it's kind of an, a radical act of love to, for me in any case, to take those walks even as really a profound gesture towards myself. And I, um, I don't know if you have a way to articulate what some of those walks felt like to you or looked like or your thought process as you approached some of them during that time. Is there one in particular, for example? I remember the first. So my grandmother passed away on, I believe it was March 14th of last year. I drove, she was from West Virginia. So that day I drove down to be with my family. I'd just gotten back from a work trip to Los Angeles. So I was different time zone. I was exhausted. And I remember the next day, I had already taken my walk for that day, the day that I found out about her passing. And then the next day I woke up and I took a walk down Clover Lane, which my grandmother lived in like middle of nowhere, West Virginia and surrounded by mountains. And my grandfather, when he was alive, named their street. Like it was, you're out there when you visit. (laughs) And I remember walking this path. It's a dirt road. And the dirt road, you go down it, it's lined with pine trees on one side. On the other side, it just opens up and it's mountains. And at the end of it is like this white, across the street is a white picket fence. It's this beautiful farm. And I just remember taking that walk. I was emotional at the time of the walk because it was just, you know, I was at my grandmother's house without my grandmother. So it was very, very strange. And I remember just feeling so grounded. That was the first word that came to mind for me was my walks have been very grounding. I tend to get up in my head in moments of distress or grief or, you know, anxiety. I get very, I live in my head and that the walks just brought me back. I was able to be in this space of appreciation But the walk also offers me this place of come as you are, almost, of you can come in any any shape that you're in, any emotional state that you're in, and the walk is there for you. That's what that felt like to me, because that was a very powerful walk in the sense of like every particle of my body was dragging that day. And I still went out on a walk and... It wasn't, it's not like the walks just magically make everything better. That's certainly not what I'm trying to say. It's more so 
it gives me a beautiful opportunity to see life in a clearer way without all of the noise. So I was able to be with my grief in that moment in a very intimate way that I don't think I'd experienced until then. But in every season of my life, the walks have been grounding. I mean, I don't know. I just step outside and instantly I'm like, okay, my head starts to get clear and I feel like I can stand a little bit taller when I go on my walk. Um, And it's hard to articulate it. I don't know if I'm articulating it well, but grounding is like the first word that comes to mind for me. So, yeah. I'm curious to know how grief has shown you where you need to pay more attention to yourself while you're on the path, the path of life, the path of healing, the path of joy. What is it teaching you? Like, I like to ask this question when we have guests is what are you walking through? And Mm. I know that you have walked through, you are walking through, you know, seasons of, of grief and I'm curious what you're learning about holding yourself through those seasons. Mm. Well, immediately I realized that I was not holding myself at all. Mm. I mean, Mm -hmm. when I took that first walk after my grandmother had passed, I realized I had been holding so much for everybody else up until that point. I mean, when I got the call, I was like, okay, I'm going to go get my siblings and we're going to go down to Westbrook. Like I was already planning it. Like I didn't have a minute mm-hmm. to really be with the reality of what had just happened. Um, and that's been something that I have struggled with and navigated my entire life is my arms are so full holding it for everybody else that I don't have my own arms to embrace me when that is needed. Mm-hmm. So putting it down and realizing that I can still support people with them beside me versus feeling like I need to hold them. Like they're capable humans. Like I know if you need help, I'm here for you, but I don't need to be the one to pick you up immediately. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. very clear to me in that moment that I don't do that. My gut reaction is not to hold myself. So this whole season of, grief has shown me I have to take care of myself because it's and now that with the loss of my grandmother there's an element of what is the legacy I'm carrying on you know I've I come from a line of amazing strong women that also held everything for everybody else all the time Mm -hmm. so that's been another layer of of it is being that first, as you call it, kind of the matriarch of healing in my lineage of, because her passing brought up a lot of kind of what has been carried for so long that I am also carrying and what can I put down? Because what is the legacy I want to keep alive and what is the part that we can let go and prune away? So it's been pretty monumental for like feminine healing as far as you know the loss of the matriarch of our family to kind of take a step back and reevaluate what am I carrying on not just for like future generations but just for me like just thinking about solely me like how am I how am I taking care of myself what example am I setting so 
I love that you brought up matriarch of healing because you know that's something that I preach to the masses is or the or being the 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 leader of of healing for our lineage and it's interesting when I hear you talk I hear you saying that there's a lot of undoing that you are navigating as you figure out what you need and want during this season of of growth and mm-hmm. what's beautiful about our walks is when we give ourselves the space to actually like witness not only the path that we're on literally, but our emotional path, our steps towards our truth, not necessarily the truth of the world, but starting with the truth of ourselves, so that we can then have that radiate outward. It is so amazing what can come up when we're paying attention. I feel like I say that almost mm-hmm. every episode. Like if we are if we are able to pay attention and really witness, then we're able to identify certain things like our legacy work, like our joy work, our healing work, our walking path work, right? Like what are we here for? And mm. you and I have talked privately about, you know, your grief and walking through the loss of your grandmother. And recently my husband's dad suddenly passed away. Mm. Um last week as of this recording. And it has put in such perspective, like how I want to walk through the world, how I want to hold grief and joy, how I want to spend my time and energy because life is so short and being on this path in this life is not a forever walk. It will come to an end. And so there's a lot of undoing and reckoning and healing that I want to do, but there's also a lot of joy and presence that I want to experience, right? And so as I hear you talk so beautifully about what you're reckoning with, what you're undoing, what you're holding, it's just deeply beautiful that you are paying attention to yourself, and how you're showing up in the world, not just for others, but also as a priority in your own life. It's really wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, you know, the thing about grief that's um, so um, powerful is I think it demands that we pay attention differently. It's such an overwhelming mm-hmm. emotion. It's such a, uh, it, it's a sharpening tool. It, uh, as you just said so beautifully, Alex, uh, this isn't a forever walk. And um, when we hold that dear, when we recognize that these paths that we're on are do have an endpoint, I think it demands that we pay attention each day and notice those sprinkles of joy. Notice those moments of uh and that step that you just took that was incredibly healing may not feel monumental, may not feel big, but is a true step in the direction of, of personal healing. And um, so I think the thing about grief as uh, even, even in its heaviness and its uh, demand for attention, it has the ability of making us profoundly aware of what's right here at this, at this time. Caitlin, you also said something a few moments ago, which is these, these walks, um, 
invite us or allow us to come as we are. And that really gave me pause. I don't know that I'd ever put those words around um, this practice or my walks, but I, I really, really honor that. And thank you for saying that out loud, because I think for me, in a way, that is one of the most radical, joyous things about these walks is it, it, it is this invitation to come as we are. There is no judgment. There's no uh, demands. There's no, it's, it's show, it's the act of showing up and in a way being received in that moment uh, that is so powerful. So I just wanted to acknowledge when you said that um, I really had a different understanding about this practice. And I think mm. perhaps that's one of the things that makes it significant. And that's why, regardless of whether we're walking through a season of grief or through a season of uncertainty or joy, it remains true and grounded for us. Uh, so I just wanted to thank you for th- those words, because for me, that is uh, opened a new door and a way of understanding this. Yeah, I think this notion of grief is... is um, a real invitation to look at this, these tender moments with incredible gratitude. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, I have a, um, you know, you know this about me, but I love to pick a word of the year. Mm-hmm. And my word of the year is spacious. I've shared this on the pod before. And I'm curious what your word of the year is, because I know that you similarly often choose a word to carry with you into the year. Mm-hmm. Do you have one this year? I sure do. It's restoration <laughs> is my mm. word for this year. Um, just kind of, yeah, I, I, I'm feeling a little emotional too, because I just, <clears throat> the whole like coming as I am, I have felt majority of my life. I'm the oldest of five kids. I've always had it. I'm, I've always gotten the compliment. You're so mature for your age or you're so, You've, you have, you know, you have it all together, all this stuff. I've felt very much this pressure for myself and others that showing up in this world means showing up manicured, showing up prepared. I mean, even for this podcast, it took everything in me to not text, text you, Alex, and be like, what do I need to be doing for this? What do you think I should wear? What are we like? What are the questions going to be? I was just like, just show up. They're not asking for anything other than for you to just be there with them. Like, and that is a lesson in and of itself for me of like, nobody's asking anything of you. They're just asking, just, just show up and that will quickly weed out who is for you and who is not for you. Mm-hmm. Cause if I'm done, if I'm, if I'm truly done, like playing the whole, you know, shape shifting to fit into every situation, if I'm truly going to put that part of myself to rest, it means restoring all these parts of me that I haven't looked at in a really long time to show up fully as who I truly am and who I'm still, you know, self-discovering every day. So yes, restoring is restoration is the word. So Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that word. It's Mm -hmm. a good word. Libby, have you picked your word yet? Are we still back and forth? (laughs) 
Um, first off, Caitlin, that's an the awesome giggle. word. To actually, I, I know. We'll see. Here's what happened. I hear, I hear somebody's new word. I'm like, that's a great word. Why didn't I consider that? that I, I love that restoration. <laughs> I love that word, and I love that for Maybe you. Maybe has that's a fantastic. list of words at this point. <laughs> um, I, I love think, it. I think. I think I've narrowed it down. But first off, Caitlin, I'm so glad that you showed up as you are. It's absolutely fabulous. Um, mm. And uh, <laughs> yes, uh, come as we are. Um, so restoration, mm. great word. Spacious, great word. Let me just pull out my list. No, no, no. <laughs> I think my word is... Um, <laughs> I think it's a lot. I think my word this year is alignment. And what do I mean by that? It's actually not a very sparkly mm. word, and I would like it to be more sparkly, which is why I keep. I don't know, but alignment was uh, suggested by a dear friend of mine, and for me, what it means is that my insides match my outsides, and the outsides. So there, what I'm feeling is how I'm showing up in the world, and I, I think Caitlin, maybe like you, you know sort of please, shapeshift, ooh, is everybody else okay? And so then that sort of dynamic of where I'm grounded kind of gets pushed to the side a little bit. So it's alignment, I think, Alex. Now, when we talk about it next week, it may be different, but for right now, it's alignment. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. The word of the year of the day is fine. And I absolutely love alignment. I love it. Alignment is one of my, probably one of my favorite words. I use it a lot in my writing and in my life. Like if it's not aligned, I don't want it. That's what I've been. That's yeah. like a mantra of mine. If it's not in alignment, carry on, carry mm -hmm. yeah. on, Keep walk scrolling. on. This isn't for you. Yeah. Walk, walk on. on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So maybe, maybe one of our collective words is maybe we can host all of them. I don't know. So in any case, Caitlin, thank you so much. Just um, really nourishing conversation. And um, again, I'm sorry your year was challenging and I'm just um, mm. so, so happy that you had your walking practice as you know, an essential companion who mm -hmm. loves you every step of the way. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, truly, you know, all of the experiences... I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, death was a big, a big lesson last year for me. Mm. And just like you said, it's, it was a profound moment of, you know, I see often in our posts about walking to look up. And if I can share this story, I had a moment at my grandmother's funeral. It was your traditional funeral. It was an open casket. I remember it was just the family in the room. No one else had shown up yet. And I remember being so scared of like facing death in that way of like mm. facing my grandmother, facing loss like that so intimately. Um, and in that moment, that's what came to my brain was look up like, cause I felt this inner desire to hold her hand and like have a moment with her. But I was scared. I was like, I don't want to do this. This feels so, and I was like, look up it's, it's okay. Like, mm. and I remember in that moment, like taking that beat and being like, okay, I can do this. And facing that death in that way. I mean, just like you said, Libby, it just woke me up to this profound new reality of like, this just does not go on forever. You know, I'm, I'm looking at 
this beautiful transition of life because she's still, what I've learned is she still is here. She is still living with me. It just looks different now. I've had so many reminders that I would be silly to deny that she isn't with me still. So the walking just has helped me so much in recognizing the impermanence of life, but also just the legacy that lives on. And yeah, it has been with, I just feel so profoundly grateful to have found walking. And when people say that, you know, they're like, why do you take a walk every day? I'm like, if you get it, you get it. (laughs) (laughs) If you know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. But it's just been such a beautiful reminder of that. And it's just, yeah, I just, I could just am so grateful. So profoundly grateful. Well, thank Mm -hmm. you so much, Caitlin, for sharing space with us and for being Mm -hmm. a part of our Walkstar community. May this year be restorative for you in more ways than one. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This Morning Walk is a production of Blind Nil Audio, hosted by me, Alex L. And me, Libby Delena. Produced and edited by Chris Jacobs. If you find value and meaning in the conversations that Libby and I have, please share the show with a friend and consider leaving a five-star review. Comments on Apple Podcasts really help us out. When you do that, it introduces this show to a bigger audience. Thank you so much for listening. You are wonderful. Have a great walk. The views, information, or opinions expressed in the series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Chip and Joanna Gaines, Blind Nail Audio, nor Magnolia.